Welcome back to Slam Trunk Podcast. We're your hosts, Ambuja and Anvita. And this episode of Slam Trunk is possibly one of our most exciting episodes because we have our first guest host. This week, we've got one of our favorite blogs on Instagram with us, Empowering Your Desi, run by Srinithi Srinivas. Srinithi is a high school senior from North Carolina. She's the founder of Empowering Your Desi, an Instagram page and blog dedicated to sharing stories of Desi girls worldwide, as well as bringing attention to issues and taboo topics in the Desi community. So Srinithi, welcome to our podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you yeah. on. Um, so just kind of to talk about your background and everything and what exactly you do. So you, like us, obviously started your page because you wanted to advocate for inclusivity and empowerment of Daisy girls, which is amazing, by the way. Um, but what kind of influence did you influence you to choose this blog format rather than other things such as like podcasts or like a YouTube channel or something like that? So I think for the longest time, I was definitely really just fascinated with how much you could convey with words and writing. So I think that's what first jumped to my mind as soon as I started thinking about like, okay, I want to share stories. How am I going to do this? So just having that blog format just came like automatically to me um, in terms of also people being able to express themselves themselves freely. I know that like podcasts can be like high stress for some people. Not everybody is comfortable talking. <laughs> that was not a direct shot. I'm fine with no, talking. You are, no, you're fine. It's fine. We understand how you feel. It's okay. Um, what I meant was just like, not everyone is comfortable with that. I think that writing is just something that everybody's writing style is super different too. So just like the way that they structure their blogs and write their um, stories is really interesting. And then I actually want to jump in right there. So I know like, through our fun story through our Instagram DMs I actually did not know your first name till like yesterday (laughs) um so do you think like there's some sort of satisfaction in the fact that you can remain anonymous if you choose that's very that's a good question because the like three people in my life that actually know are like why are you anonymous like it makes no sense but there's something about it that I just like because it's not that like I don't want myself to be associated with it I think it started off as like I wanted to build something that wasn't based around me like I didn't just want my friends to follow it right away I wanted it to be like it was because of the content that people showed up and it wasn't just because I posted it on my story and I was like guys follow this or else (laughs) so I think that's how it started off but I do like being anonymous a little bit I think it's just Mm -hmm. it's nice I might go not anonymous after this when you guys (laughs) put this up so we'll see I was what at, yeah, I was yeah. follow up and be like so eventually do you think you want yeah. to do like a like a face reveal type of post <laughs> I, do, I do I've actually been thinking about that recently that would be fun. very cool yeah. I think like I love the idea of starting it off without like having your name associated with it but I think that'd be I think your readers would also be excited to meet who's behind mm-hmm. it all especially since you've like because we've followed each other, I think, since, like, the start of your blog and the start of our yeah. podcast. Yeah. So it's been super exciting to see how, like, you've grown in numbers yeah. as, like, we've all kind of been growing. Yeah. So yeah. I think it'd be super cool if you decide to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I am going to soon. Yeah. We would repost it on yeah. our story for yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, and you've obviously featured a diverse group of Desi girls. So what's exactly the process for recruiting? Like, do you kind of have a vetting process or is it just anybody who wants to share their story? How does that work? So starting out, I was definitely like, does anybody even want to do this? But then so many girls reached out and they were like, yes, please, I want to do this. And so I really don't want to deny anyone the chance. I don't want there to be like an application or anything. So anybody that wants to do it can do it. 
And obviously um, you send it to me, I edit it, and then I send it back, you check over it. Um, I send people everything beforehand to make sure they're good with it and then I'll post it, but there really is no rejection or anything. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know you've had like really cool, I mean, all the people you have on there are super cool, but you've had people like you the Sharish and Rachel Charles and stuff like that. So with them, was it more like you reaching out or was it like they came to you? Do you like, do you ever just like reach out to people you think are really cool? Cause you I definitely have reached out to people, like, especially people that have like a larger audience or just that I find really cool because I know that sometimes like people will just pop up on my explore page they'll be like random people like I don't even know them they're not even famous I'm like you look cool I'm just gonna dm you now yeah I definitely have reached out to people who I think are really awesome yeah for sure and we do the same thing. yeah that's actually why we came to you first <laughs> we're like she's cool let's I talk to like, her I repost her on my story all the time <laughs> so um and we talk, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you actually live in North Carolina. So do you live closer to the suburbs or are you in kind of a city area? Um, I live in kind of the suburbs. I mean, it's kind of like the most populated area, I think, is kind of yeah. where I live, like close to yeah. the capital. Yeah, that makes sense. That's like kind of us too. Yeah. We're like, I guess we're not technically the city, but like we're close we're the, enough. We're the suburbs yeah. with like you yeah, said, the most, the biggest population probably and the well-known one. So what's like the minority, I was going to say content, but like, do you live close to a lot of minorities or is it mostly white populated? Like the, at least the town where I live, there's a lot of Desi people. Like it is by far the majority. Um, I think definitely like around where I live I feel like there's a less saturated Desi population but it just so happens like the town where I live is where a lot of Desi people live so so how has that been in terms of like competition because like I know me and Anvita growing up the competition's on you know you feel even like we actually are like we live in an area that's more majority white people yeah so like even in our school there's competition but there's not like as much as if you go you know to parts where there's more, more desi kids mm. and you know then it's just cutthroat so how's that been for you especially since college apps are coming up it is so competitive <laughs> every single school where I live everything it's all it's so competitive I mean like I feel like our town like and the places around are just known mm-hmm. I actually recently met someone who's from this very rural area of North Carolina where there's like a more white population and she's desi and she was telling me she's never seen competition like this before it's insane like it really like yeah. it's a lot. Um, I've definitely experienced it firsthand too. Like people, a lot of people, like not to make a generalization, but there's definitely a lot of people that will do whatever it takes to push you down and get on top. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think like, especially, I, I think it's, um, there's a spotlight on it in a Desi community versus in any other types of communities. But kind of going off of that, I had a question for you. So have you ever felt like there was like a certain role that you had to fill like as a Desi, like either you were too whitewashed or you were acting too Indian? Like I know for us, we live in a um, majority white populated area. So it's like, I've definitely been called whitewashed like a hundred times by like my friends and also other people. So like, how does that work um, in your community? I think there definitely is that like people do call each other whitewashed. Personally, I don't think I've ever been called whitewashed just because I haven't been friends with a lot of white people in general. But I do think that's 
there is always a divide. Like there's a divide where people just know, oh, these are the whitewashed girls because all of their friends are white. Like people just know. Um, personally, I don't think I've ever really struggled with that. I definitely have had moments where people have tried to shame me for it. Like I'm addicted to my Birkenstocks. I'll say it. Like it's not, it's not even a basic thing. Okay. It's yeah. just they're very comfortable. They I agree. I have them. Like, yeah, she has one. <laughs> For the longest time, like I was into scrunchies and like Birkenstocks, okay, and everybody would not stop like coming at me for being a white Visco girl, and I was like, "Calm down, they're just items. There's no need yeah. to get riled up over this." I think also, I'm just I know I'm kind of going on tangent about this, but I think like at least for me, when people say like, "Oh, like you were saying, like with the Birkenstocks and the scrunchies and stuff," I'm like if I was any other race, that wouldn't be a problem here. That would just be like, oh, it's a fashion trend. But because I'm Macy, you're like, oh, you're trying too hard to be white. Like, why aren't you trying to fit your um, role or whatever in the community? Which is kind of irritating sometimes. Yeah, and I, but I also think that like, there's a question to be begged, like, well, you don't hear that from white people, right? Yeah. Like it's other desi people telling yeah. you that you're too whitewashed. And I think, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, it's the colonizers, <laughs> but it kind of is. Um, like there, we've, it's kind of been ingrained in our brains that like, we either are too cultured or too, and our culture is inherently bad. Yeah. And that's why we assimilate to white culture or we're not cultured enough and you've assimilated too much mm -hmm. right it's always like you're either too ethnic or too western there is literally no in between no in between yeah and I think like I'm hoping like I know I I, I don't even know if I can say our generation's making it any better no. probably not because <laughs> whitewash is some people's favorite words here but I don't yeah. know I'm really hoping that like in future generations that kind of divide breaks down and it's not like you have to be this or that, but you can be a combination of both, you know? Yeah, and I was going to say, this is kind of going off track, but um, <laughs> I don't, I, I find it weird that, like, it's it's become a personality trait to be Indian. Yeah. Or to be whitewash, or, like, some, like, why, why is that my only personality? Like, I like scrunchies. Why does that interfere with me being Indian? Um. Hmm. And I've, I've just been thinking about that recently. It's like, why, why does it matter? Yeah, and I think we're guilty of it too, to some extent. Yeah, I think sure. it's just because it's like ingrained into us at this point. Kind of inescapable. Obviously, living yeah. in the US, this whole model minority thing is a big thing. And Indians are always in the spotlight for this. Um, and so how, how has that, and I know like on your blog and stuff, there's been posts regarding that. So how has that affected you? Maybe not even personally, but like just stuff that you know about it. Um, what's kind of your take on that? I think that the most frustrating thing is when someone that hasn't even met me, like they, they'll barely know me. Like they'll have talked to me once and they're like, oh, you're smart. Like they literally assume you have never seen my grades. You don't know what my, like you don't know anything about me, but like, they're just like, oh, you're smart though. Like I'll be complaining like, oh my gosh, I did bad on this quiz. And they're like, oh yeah, no, you're smart though. Or like, I'm sure you got an A, like a B isn't bad. And I'm like, what makes you think that's what I got? <laughs> it's so frustrating because also going off of that, I'm not a STEM person at all. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. We're, <laughs> no, no, like, I'd say we're like, we're decent at whatever we like do. We're decent at like the classes, but we do not enjoy a single second yeah. of those. 
And it's just like those things, like when I'll say to people like, oh, I want to go into business. They're just like, oh, oh my like, God. Hello. Definitely- Me too. Business I want to go into art too. So that's like very oh. tricky here. But yeah, it's just like those, it's not even a big thing. It's just like those second glances when people look at you and they're like, oh, but like you're Indian. Like why, you know, it's just mm-hmm. those small things. I don't like them. Well, obviously I don't like the model minority myth <laughs> at all because the whole reason it was created to ma- was to make a bridge between us and other minorities, which mm-hmm. sucks because like the, we minorities have to stick together. Like we can't all just be separated from each other because that's just going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. on so many issues so I, I hate it so much and I think especially um what was I gonna say I, I don't know it's just it's so weird like I talk to some of my white friends and they don't feel this constant pressure on them or this mm-hmm. guilt placed on them for not going into a STEM subject and like yeah. I think that constant thing is probably the most frustrating part yeah I think it's like an internalized guilt tripping thing that everybody all Indians and just like Asian people in general have out for them and it's like oh so are you like one of those dumb Asians then it's like you don't like you don't have to be the top of your class or whatever to be smart and it's like oh if you're brown you got to do this and like that's that's so stupid it's so yeah yeah I definitely I definitely think that like you know talking about model minority yeah we like as an Indian we have some privileges that are to be recognized, yeah. right? Like we definitely are not suffering the yeah. same amount of racism mm-hmm. as, you know, other minorities like black people or, you know, Latino people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that a lot of the times it's used as an excuse mm-hmm. to kind of ignore yes. racism being like racism that affects us also within our community as well yeah like you know it could be the small thing it could be microaggressions it could be you know calling an Indian dude Valjeet it could be calling (laughs) a brown girl Mia Khalifa it could be bigger things um you know like what it's in my head it's literally in my head starts with an A too yeah don't know what you're going for um (laughs) I know what I'm going for and I'm gonna search it up Okay, you you do oh, affirmative action. Affirmative action. Yeah, <laughs> I was like a word, a word. College affirmative action. Yes, yeah. I think that's also a thing that feeds into a lot of South Asians, like internal racism towards Black people, is because they've been fed this idea that oh, I'm better than them. Like if I can do it and I'm a minority, why can't they? And that's that's not how it works. Like there's a difference between us being a minority and them being a minority and how we've been treated as minorities. People just, yeah, tend to use that as a way to say, oh, it's their fault that they are being discriminated. It's their fault, like we did it, why can't they? Which is so frustrating. I feel like that's one of the worst parts as well. And not to get super um, historical (laughs) on us, in case our listeners didn't know, we're actually now a history podcast. Um, Yeah, when did that happen? (laughs) But there's a big difference in how and why Indians came to this country versus how and why other minorities, yeah. we were specifically talking about black people, how black people came to this country, right? Yeah. Like and when even- we moved here, it was usually the people, I say we as if I moved here myself. <laughs> yes, Ambusha. But when we came across the Atlantic Ocean. You were about to say Hudson. No, I was, she no, said, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was like, should I say Pacific or Atlantic? But I'm like, it probably took a flight over this. Atlantic. Place. Yeah. Um, but when we came here, it was, you know, closer to the 1960s, we were coming in, the people that came were people 
who could afford it. Yeah, the you know, class. like people who had the money to come. Um, and that I'm not saying Indian people definitely did not struggle because they did. Yeah, but we were kind of not better off. But when we came here, we could afford to come here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when black people came here, it obviously was not that they came here forcefully. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them, at least, you know, historically, and even when they were like, I don't want to say let free, but <laughs> like even afterwards they had to struggle. It wasn't like they were given compensation or anything like that. So like we were kind of, I don't want to say set up for success, but but when we came here, we were set up to be more successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, even like, I'm just going to bring up Black Lives Matter. Like Mm -hmm. when that re-sparked in May after the death of George Floyd, it was kind of disheartening to see so many Indians or so many Desi people kind Mm -hmm. of not support it. And I think it took a lot. And like, yeah, there were people who at first didn't support it because I think didn't fully understand it. Yeah, there was like misconceptions. But I think it was also very hard to explain it to an Indian person rather than if you were explaining maybe to like a white person or something like that. And I think like that just kind of goes back to this built up hate towards people, um, towards other minorities almost. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't, I don't know where that came from. Like, is it a superiority complex? Like, is that what it boils down to? That's what I think it is. Low-key, that's what it is. I don't know. And this might have to go off the books because I don't know if it, this is just me thinking. Um, I feel like it could also be maybe like the colorism stuff because I know that used to be a huge thing um, in the past with like Indians and stuff. So I don't know, maybe it really doesn't make sense to me, but you know, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I, I could see why it is because even like, I don't know if your parents have ever done this, mm-hmm. but like even how, you know, some Indian people will say when they talk about black people, they'll like say Kala, but they'll say it like in a derogatory kind of like, like mm-hmm. a, a negative way. Yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of like the tone of which they say it where it's like, oh, that Kala person. And it's, you know, yeah, it's weird. Um, I, th- I think it could play into colorism, too. I don't know. I don't, just I, things I, that I, are going on in Anvitha's brain. <laughs> I do love to think it's a superiority complex. Yeah, I, I think so. I too. think it's because, like, and don't Indians have, like, the highest weight or wealth? Um, There's something. I income, It was, like, 400K or something. Probably. I mean, I like, there's, not to stereotype, but the amount of rich Indians I've seen yeah wow it's, it's yeah. definitely a thing I've seen articles on it so yeah. that definitely yeah happens. so on the topic of superiority complex I know you featured um a few articles on your blog subtle plug go <laughs> check it out um about you know mental health in this community community do you think that like because we're kind of it's kind of ingrained in us that we have to be better and we're always having to you know push the limit and exceed expectations do you think that that has a major effect on mental health because I know for me personally like my biggest fear is being called a disappointment (laughs) I definitely think so and I think one of the other things that goes along with that is that we're expected to do like I feel like everybody everybody's parents expect them to do well but we're expected to do well but like we just can't falter along the way, like at all. Like every mistake is like a huge thing. And also along with that, like seeking help is a huge thing that's apparently taboo. Like people really look down on it. I think yeah. in general, but also in the basic community. So it definitely, 
it definitely just gets frustrating sometimes because again, like Amboja said earlier, nobody wants to be called a disappointment. And especially you want your aunt, all the other aunties and uncles to think that you're- Not the gossiping <laughs> aunties. Exactly. Like, the, you know, they're always going to be talking about things. Yeah. So you don't want to be known as like the bad they see or the one that everybody uses to like, you know how when you're talking to your parents, sometimes you'll be like, oh, but this person isn't doing well. So like, yeah, yeah you don't want to be like, that okay. Yeah, I feel like when you do say that, it's like, how why am I not allowed to compare you? But then now you're like pointing this out. Yeah. Which I true. think is kind of funny. But I think like also, like Shreeni was mentioning, like all of these, I think this whole stigma around blowing up these so-called mistakes that you make, if you're not this perfect desi or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that kind of creates that stigma around I, I know, like, personally, not for me, but, like, I know this is definitely a problem in the Daisy community, but, like, therapy is really yeah, looked down it's upon. Not, yeah. Like, it's, when when someone's like, oh, like, oh, you should go to therapy and just, like, talk it out and just, because it can always, like, I feel like in our generation, therapy has become such an influential and important thing. And, like, even if you're in perfect mental health, uh, mental state, like, it can still be helpful. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's this disconnect in the Daisy community that just doesn't understand that. Like going to therapy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is that I think especially Daisy parents like sometimes just don't understand the pressure we're under. They're like, oh, you only have to do this, this, and this. Like, you know, we did more than this or something like that. Yeah, the walking <laughs> to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just a whole different scenario in a whole different world. And there are so many more things happening and going on. I don't know it just it really gets too much sometimes and it sucks that like you can't like at least for me um aside from like close friends I'm honestly have like these subtle trust issues with any other daisy person because I'm like what if they tell their mom like what if their mom tells everyone else like I don't want anyone to know that I'm not like doing so well right now or something like that um and it's not it's never something serious it's just the smallest things like I don't feel comfortable telling it to people because I'm like yeah. but what if they judge me which definitely should not be the environment that you're yeah. in but yeah and it's it's like one of those moments where it's like not only is there a generational gap and like there's you know there's a culture gap mm-hmm. but also we're like it's weird because they see people can be such a community community sometimes where they share everything and they're like that's my struggle too we'll fix this together or it can be the opposite where they turn on each other so quick um which I think is it's like it's one of those things that you were actually mentioning this earlier when you were talking about how like you know people in your school it's so competitive that they'll like you know do whatever it needs they Mm. need to succeed um we're like for being such community, I think a lot of Disney people have a big thing where they're, they have like super self-survival instincts. And it's like, oh, if I t- say this about Srinathy to her mom, she's going to get in trouble, you know? <laughs> or like, if yeah. I tell Anvita's mom this, Anvita's going to get in trouble and then I'll get blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I feel like it's all of this like, just this built up stigma around all of these topics that just it just is going to take so much to kind of break it down yeah and, and the other thing, oh sorry no no go ahead go the ahead other thing is like let's say you know 
friend one hide something from me this one time or like I just see that people are hiding things like uh, their accomplishments or something like and then I don't do I don't be I don't start going open either like mm-hmm. I start closing up to him like oh I can't tell people this because like you know they'll like so many people start doing it and then it gets on you and then it's like oh like I'm doing it now too like I'm part of the problem yeah I feel like that's the worst part because you don't want to be vulnerable and be open about things when nobody else is but you also don't want to be contributing to the whole like always never sharing your struggles yeah exactly yeah. makes sense makes sense yeah um, for sure so on the topic of how um as a community we kind of do close off we just want to take a moment to thank you for doing your part and kind of encouraging discussion about Desi struggles and struggles within the Desi community um in such a format that it reaches people beyond the Desi community and you like you've really opened up the discussion for amazing things and um we love your blog keep doing what you're doing (laughs) thank you and I will keep reposting it she will keep reposting it yeah um go ahead and plug your stuff now on the blog and the Instagram you can follow uh, me at at empowering your daisy and our blog website is in the link tree so click on it give me some views give us some views the community (laughs) everyone who writes um everybody has super inspiring stuff so I really encourage you guys to go read it because honestly like I don't think I would be that interesting at all so it's really cool yeah um so everybody do go and check her out she is amazing very very cool um and thank you for listening to this episode of slam trunk we had a blast having you on um and yeah make sure to leave us a rating on whatever listening service you are using um it really does help us out and we would really appreciate it yeah all right see you soon bye